This episode of Two Men No Hope is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey Jamie, why so glum? Oh, bruv. I just wish we could help the listeners even more. Well, I can turn that frown upside down, mate. How are you going to do that? Let me tell you about a company called BetterHelp, the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. 100% online? So can our listeners get help anywhere? That's right. They can talk to a therapist however they feel comfortable, wherever it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. They can message their therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient to them. So will they get the right therapist for them? BetterHelp has a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help them with a wide range of issues. Plus, if their therapist isn't the best fit for any reason, they can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. Wow, that's really good. Well, what can we offer the listeners to get them started? Well, we have teamed up with them to offer them 10% off their first month. All they have to do is go to betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. That's betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. So all they have to do to get all of that and 10% off for the first month is go to betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. Exactly, my friend. Now, doesn't that make you feel better? Yes, bro. That's so much more off my mind. Welcome everybody to another episode of Two Men No Hope. Uh, If you're on Spotify or anything like that, leave them stars. And if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. My name is Daniel and with me as always is Jamie. I'm here. I'm here again. Always misses his cue. I reached my cue. <laughs> I'm going to get a laser pen next time. And when I say, and here's Jamie, I'll flash a red laser and you'll be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get like spurted into fucking action, innit? <laughs> get a cue card. Uh, cue card. Yeah, that was right, wasn't it? It's been a long day. But, um, so originally... Well, not well. Originally, we had a different premise for this episode because this is coming out while I'm on holiday, and we were going to do game show part two. But God saving grace has given us three emails in the span of like two hours. Minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got one on the way home as I got out of the car. It come through. So, oh, really? um, yeah, yeah, that last one um, came through as I got out of the car, but. Um, so no need for game shows. We will still be doing one of my games because I work semi-hard on it and I want to get it done because I've been laughing all day about it. But we'll have emails, which is good because now we've got the Halloween special and then it's been... Last week was the D&D episode. Yep. So we're back on our back on our regular, regular, regular scheduled broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, because by the, by this point, people will be two weeks without the the usual premise. Yeah, well, hopefully Which we they, had one. Might have enjoyed the D and D episode is great. Hopefully, people um, stayed for it because I was I like I understand now why um, so many people get into it. Like I was buzzing for a good couple of days after that. Mm. I thought yeah, because really once funny. you once you start getting going on it. 
it's like it's quite funny. Like at the beginning, I was janky as fuck and didn't know what what I was supposed to be answering. <laughs> but <laughs> but then when you when you kind of just like loosen up a little bit, it's, it was actually quite fun because you yeah. could just do yeah. Whatever, oh, yeah, I had a great laugh. I don't think I could do it with like strangers. Like Jim, like we said, he runs groups and things like that. That to me is a bit. But because I know you and Jim, I could be myself. Yeah, and I feel as though people. W- would take it really seriously where obviously me and you were just like went full survival mode I'm pretty sure though that's um, that's about 95% accurate to what we would have (laughs) actually done almost 100% yeah 100% (laughs) but I tell you what we never fucking died and that shows you five alien four alien movies and every motherfucker dies but me and Jamie get in there nothing ground zero ground zero we were out (laughs) The thing is, they wouldn't have made a film about us, Dan. Do you know why? Because they couldn't have continued it into six films because we'd already killed everyone by the time we'd got to the tr- fucking play. It's because people don't like winners, Jamie. That's what it is. People don't That's like what it is, winners. yeah. I was telling Hates people about the janitor. The janitor oh, yeah. that we... I can say this now because it was last week. The janitor that we kneecapped. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying to people, like... <laughs> just before we were leaving, Jamie's like... I leant down and whispered in his ear... <laughs> <laughs> that killed me every time. <laughs> it's just not enough just to paralyse him. It's got to and yeah, and then like so. when we're talking to like the woman and uh <laughs> and I'm like by this point me and you only speak to each other uh non verbally because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we've gone into like savage mode. <laughs> it's just like eye movements. Yeah. <laughs> And when the acid yeah, no. from the alien, when you're shooting it, uh, takes out her bralette as well, <laughs> shows her cleavage. <laughs> I tell you, that whole scene would have been a great scene in a film. Well, like I oh, bust out and I shoot it, and you do the Matrix. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we've got a lot for this episode, so we'll just move on because I can't give you an update because technically I'm not here. <laughs> Yeah, you're loving this, isn't you? <laughs> yeah, I am, yeah. I'm on holiday. Getting my fucking chicken sandwich and my, my shawarma. Been thinking shawarma. about it today, man. I make myself hungry. Um, So, yeah. So, we start with this one. So, he obviously loves the podcast. Because why wouldn't you if you didn't message him? And he saw us on YouTube. Which I think is great. I love it when I know when people are coming from. And YouTube is just another place for us to sort of put the podcast out there so it's good that people are actually watching it because it's, it's nice like, to know isn't it the, since we put the effort in the videos are like an hour and something long like i'm i spend a lot of time on youtube but it's very rarely will i sit and watch someone for an hour and a half mm. so power to you thanks very much so he says i know you dudes work in retail i did not enjoy the customers no because they're all wankers who are now listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say it was like a 70-30 mix in it. Like 70, 70% were like morons and dickheads. And thought, the customer's not always right, guys. Do you know what I mean? Like people no. need to forget that because they're fucking retarded. I know we shouldn't use I that word say, 2022, but... I always used to say like you could have amazing customers all day, but it's the one... The one arsehole. That ruins yeah. your fucking day. 
And that's yeah. it. Once that one person's ruined it, you can't get back. No, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, so he says he works in a fish market in the mornings and I hate it more than anything. I apply for jobs all the time but never get anything back. Do you think I should just accept being stuck here smelling of fish and sweating my ass off for less than reasonable pay? Oh, mate, I feel your pain. Or my family is back home and I think to myself, shall I go back and go to college and learn something back home? But I hate being in India with the family because all they get is questioned over not being married which is a whole other problem that's a whole other email for another day <laughs> um and he says keep up the hard work so that's hard because like the minute everyone's applying for jobs rather well, my brother's trying and he's not getting anything back either i wish they would just like like a text message right like if they've seen like you should get a notification when they've read your cv Mm. So you know that at least yeah. they've looked at it. Like it, that used to piss me off. When you're uh, doing online shopping, you get an automatic email instantly saying like your order has been received. Yeah, there should be like a similar service going. This could be something that me and you put together, Dan, start a business, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a similar service going when the CV's been uploaded. And so it's been looked at, it's been checked, so it's like double ticked, like on a fucking um, WhatsApp or something. So mm-hmm. you know they've read it, and if you don't get a response, then you know that's the response. See, um, LinkedIn do a thing like that where if you if they've searched for job applications and you've gone up in that search, you get a message, and it will say you've been in this many searches this week. That's what sort of thing okay, I've had like yeah, half yeah. a can of beer and I'm burping already but um, <laughs> do what everyone everyone lies on their CV I got someone else to write mine I didn't lie on it I got someone else to write it because I'm terrible with my language And um, but do you remember the ones we used to get in the co-op that used to come in and the kid would be like 18, 19 mm. and you look at his CV and it would say I speak four languages. Yeah, I'm like, all right, mate. You're fucking, yeah. You're fucking, why would you want to work in the co-op when you could speak four languages? It's, it's better money to become an interpreter for the airport than it is to fucking, yeah, I mean, four languages, like yeah. Do, do say in retail. Um, what I think it is is that there's loads of jobs out there, but it's not necessarily jobs that are I don't like when I in the experience I had leaving co-op and going into that cash job and then going into what I'm doing now that experience was like because I had a mortgage at the time I shat myself because I was like what the mm-hmm. fuck am I going to do I've got like this long gap where I'm not getting paid at all and I need to get a job quick and a lot of the jobs were completely undescriptive like when you're applying for them they don't really tell you what company it is they don't really tell you what the needs are to work there so you just apply for everything and then quality over quantity should be the way to go rather than quantity over quality. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't just apply for the whole world. I went for a job yeah. interview for a mortgage advisor and then when I got there, it's a fucking call centre. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it, it wasn't mortgage advising at all. It was a bunch of like little kids trying to offer, offer mortgage advising. And the guy was like, you're way overqualified for this job. And I was just like, 
well, this isn't what you advertised. And then we just ended up chatting shit for 20 minutes and then I went home. But it's like, the jo- I think it's a mixture of the jobs aren't done right online, on Indeed and stuff. They're not shown right. Yeah. And um, I don't think necessarily it's all down to education either. I don't think there's a lot of, unless it's you actually need a uni degree for that job. Education means fuck all, really. If you, unless you need to be qualified for that job through a college or something, it means nothing. There's loads of jobs out I there think that you don't have to be skilled for. What annoys me is it's, it's you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. So like, when my brother's concerned, is like this will be his first job, so he's got no experience. <laughs> so it's a pain in the ass trying to get your first job because no one knows what you like. And then when I got. Um, laid off you know when that terrible trip you came up with alex oh, i right, lost yeah. my job didn't i yeah i couldn't get a job anywhere anywhere because I, I got rejected three times from asda i worked for the co-op for seven years was a deputy manager for a year and a half and i just was like i just need like you say i've got bills i need to pay my bills i'm like fuck night stacker in asda should be a breeze like they should just look hmm. at my no, because they think that you um you won't deal well with being told what to do. Yeah. Because you were a yeah. management. And I'm like, Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Just I just need I the had, fucking money. I had got through the this is before I decided to give up on retail totally. I got through the process with BP, do you know the petrol station company. Oh yeah. Um I got through the process where I was applying to be uh, like their deputy manager in one of their stores. So it was going to be a step down massively for me in money and um, obviously not being the boss. But I was like willing to do it because I needed the fucking money. And then when I went to the interview, the area manager was like, um, I don't know how you would deal with going into this store because it's like heavily regimented through this manager and it's his way or no way. And I was like, well, I'm quite flexible. I know there's loads of like BPs around. Like, I can go anywhere. And then he was like, because at that point I was traveling to Essex, which is like nearly two hours away for work. So mm. I had quite a wide scope as long as I was getting paid well enough to be able to do it. And then he was yeah. like, oh, um, we'll see. We'll, we'll get back to you. And then do you think I ever heard from that cunt again? No. No. Of course he basically told me I'm overqualified, but they didn't want me. They didn't want me, and I was like, I don't interview well at the best of times. So then I just put it on myself, and then went into like a depression that I was fucking useless and all this stuff. And I then I went fucking... from that to a completely different sector, where I was doing security work, moving money around in like armored trucks, and I hated that job. Really hated that job because of the hours and driving. I don't like driving. But then that job led led me to go into what I'm doing now, and I enjoy my job now, isn't it? So it's um, it's tough. I think I think it's always a process. Apply. Yeah, yeah, you can apply and apply and apply. But I think if you're young enough, and if you've got the opportunity to go back to college, I don't understand why. Because like, I'm I'm sure you'd be able to go to college here. I'm assuming you're in UK because you said back home is India. If he's able to but, work here, he would have a visa yeah, to, he be should able be able to, to go to college as well. College, yeah. So I don't know why you wouldn't just do it here. I know, obviously, but then there's the thing about money, right? Like we said to the the previous listener that was the janitor. Yeah. 
mm. that wanted to go back to college. Like, obviously, you, everyone has bills. You need to put a roof over your head. If you've moved over here on your own, then you That's might true, yeah. have to... Maybe you, don't, so, maybe you um, can't afford to not work and do college. Yeah. I think if you're happy here keep applying that's what I'm, I'm doing at the minute because i don't like what i'm doing just because the the pay really with everything that's going on but um just keep applying man that you'll that people say in it like um the right time right place so i if i was you i'll just keep applying if you don't want to move back home which i wouldn't if you've moved here you want to be here right exactly and if you're getting grief from your family being set in their old ways don't bother there's plenty of jobs out there you just have to keep going for it I get and maybe because I haven't had anything yet <laughs> <laughs> she wants a baby she wants a baby well she wants a grandkid not a baby and I was like, I'll just go out there mum I'll just I'll just you know I'll find one of them ones that what do they used to call them there's, there was a for a brief period of time there was a group of women that used to go out and they used to like sleep with guys just to get pregnant and then never talk to them again. I can't remember they called them. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of that. Yeah, there was like a thing of it in like when I was back in Luton, I remember reading about it. Where it's like women that want to have a baby, but they don't want the partner. So they would just go out and have sex with someone just to get pregnant and then they're happy as Larry. But then you're creating a problem like 20 years down the line where that baby wants to know who his baby dad is. And then you have no idea. At least if you had some kind of inclination, you could tell them if they needed to know. Yeah, see, I want the opposite. I want to find someone that just wants to have the baby and then just pass it on. Give it give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would easy happen. I you. think that's quite easy to find if you find the right person. Yeah, but I haven't got enough money to, like, pay them. Oh, like a surrogate. Thi- yeah, yeah. Because otherwise I would just go down that line. Because I'll be quite happy mm. to. I'm not getting any younger, man. You know what I mean. The clock is a ticking. <laughs> uh, you got plenty of time, but unfortunately for women and that, men can go a lot, a lot later in life before uh, we have to start worrying about things that way. Yeah, but I never wanted to be a fucking fifty-year-old dad. No, nah, of I mean? course not. Of course not. But um, yeah, I would just keep applying, man. Like it's just that process, isn't it? Like you just got to keep keep grinding away at the job you're at until you find something better. There's always yeah. going to be something better. And as Dan said, like, just do a little tinkering with your uh, CV. Yeah. I had so I had a mate who went to uni and he was like, do you want me to rewrite it? I was like, please. So, <laughs> so now I just update it with like the jobs I've got. And he wrote yeah. like a couple paragraphs about my character, which was true. But he just worded it better than me going, you know, I'm a grafter. Yeah. And that's what I mean. So, uh, yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. There's actually services out there that help you write your CV and stuff. So, it doesn't cost much. They stopped doing it in schools, though. Because I said to my brother, he goes, I said to him, I can send you my CV and you can just, you know, delete what you need to delete. And I was like, did the school not help you write one? He's like, no. I'm like, what That's the weird. fuck are they doing nowadays? That's what my first one was. They wrote it. My first one in, out of school was I got sent to some fucking place in town. I can't remember. It was called like Connections or something. 
and they they're the people that put my cv together and they got me into um my first college through my cv i remember that's how they did it because I was like, I couldn't do any of that shit in it. Like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I was completely fucking too stoned to know what the fuck was going on around me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I um, got the phone call about going to the co-op. Mm. And um, I was I was in a bakery in town. It's absolutely fucking terrible. The guy run it just like a piece of shit. And uh, still James, there, the manager, I think so. Um, James goes to me like, oh, when can you start? And I was like, can I be honest with you? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I'm about ready to just fucking walk out. I was like, if you want me to start tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow. And he was like, okay, you can start next week. And I went in and was like, bam, I'm finishing off. See Friday. you later. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had the cheek to go to me like, oh. I'm not going to penalise you for not working out your notice. And I was like, actually, I get paid weekly. So I have worked my notice. Thanks very much. Fucking prick. Cheeky bastard. But yeah, when, when you desperately need it, it'll it'll come on. That's what will happen. You'll be like, I'm done. I'm sick of this place. And you'll get a text message. Like we did with the emails. We need to record yeah, an episode. Yeah. Save, we at need last, it. save at the last barrel. Well, not save because we did prepare. It's not like we went in totally unprepared this time. But um, it has happened in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree with Dan. Just keep plugging away, man. You will eventually get something. Even if it's yeah. a shit job initially, nothing could be... I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to put you down, but nothing could be worse than stinking a fish at the end of the day and stuff like that. So it might be an initial shitty retail job or something like that that you really that you don't have enough hours... But that could lead to something, do you know what I mean? Like my first job was, I'm sure I've brought this up on the podcast, was that I worked in a double glazing company and it was the dodgiest shit I've ever done in my life. Yeah, yeah, you did for shit. And <laughs> that moved me on to actually getting into retail and starting actually becoming management and stuff like that. So it all leads up to something, do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Right. I think my alarm's going to go off in a second. Right, so I'm not going to say this lady's name in case uh, she's playing us out loud at her work to get other people's listening <laughs> that would be awkward hint, hint. yeah I know yeah yeah but um, you know if you do want to do that a few more listeners fire away it's not a problem um, she says I feel like I'll possibly be your oldest listener at 46 but I like my men young don't you worry I like an older lady um, how old how old is um I say older lady, I mean mature. I like a mature woman. Um, how old is Joe? Joe. Oh, what, my uncle? Uncle Joe. He's in his 50s. Oh, there you go. There you go, make you feel better. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I-, I was about to say her name then. There you go, um, <laughs> Clarissa. <laughs> Clarissa, fucking hell. Clarissa. <laughs> That's a new one, I haven't had that one before. Um, so she says, I work in a call centre in <clears throat> not gonna say that either uh my job is in management and i have a sticky situation i slept with a guy at the last works drinks which i feel absolutely terrible about because he's in a relationship with another young girl in the office he's 26 and i enjoyed the night at the time but i woke up in instant regret since the night he has sent me around 10 plus dick pics and even a video of him in the shower 
I'm going to say whacking away. She didn't use that, but I feel that's better. <laughs> being a nice person and being attracted to him, I do reply. But I'm his senior at work and he's in a relationship, so I feel like I need to put a stop to it. I'm curious to see what you think about it. And then just to throw this out, she says, um, and yes, the bad breath question from the last episode is a massive concern. From someone who works in human resources, I've dealt with it a lot over the years. It's more common than you think. It's always men too. And then she says, please wash your balls, guys. <laughs> <laughs> for the fact, for the just for the record, I do wash my balls. It's just when I've had a long day, they get a bit sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder whether um, that is a problem that's actually been brought up before. Because like, we talked about BO and bad breath, but we never, obviously, other than you getting in the car sweaty... I wonder whether I wonder whether she's had like complaints about someone smelling like fucking groin. <laughs> a, a a guy walked past me today, and um, I almost fucking threw up. It wasn't oh, his man. knob. I don't know what it was, but he walked past, and I just got a whiff. And you know that instant like smell that makes you gag. Mm. It was like that, and I was like, "Holy fuck, that guy fucking stinks." Some people. Oh, just... on something that happened. I don't. I can't. I don't think I brought this up yesterday. I was going to bring this up yesterday in yesterday's episode. I had a very similar situation to this. It wasn't to do with my hygiene, but when I turned up to work, I have like these plastic overalls. Well, yeah, plasticky overalls, yeah. Mm. And because they're my own overalls, I bring them home and wash them. But Charlotte, in her organisational skills, decided to um, put my old overalls that are due repair, that I had to fucking sew them back up because I ripped them, on top of my (laughs) overalls that I'd washed so I turned up mon- uh, yeah Monday morning. I was in a terrible mood because it's Monday, obviously, and I'm starting a 12-hour yeah. shift. And I walk into the change room, putting, in, putting on the clothes, put on my suit. I'm like, what's the fuck? What is that smell? Yeah, and I, sm- I smell the sleeve, and it's clearly unwashed. And it's fucking like <laughs> smelling it. Do you know when it just smells off-key? And yeah. I was like, fucking hell. So I thought, I mustn't have washed it. Didn't think anything of it. Forgot about the rip because obviously I didn't. I thought it was my original, my good ones. So I went in, did my air shower and everything. Went through into the main uh, meeting. I was standing in the meeting and someone was like, "Oh, what's happened there?" Uh, I looked down. I got a huge rip, probably about <laughs> six inches rip, on the side of my fucking suit. And they're like, "Oh, you can't be in the clean room with your, your like your clothes exposed." I'm just like, oh. so instead, I've got half an hour, 45 minute drive home at that time in the morning. Instead of driving home. Oh, you had home, to go get the other ones? No, no. I was like, they, I said to my boss, these are my two options, isn't it? I said, I drive home or I duct tape my fucking suit shut. And he was like, okay, see if the duct tape will work. I tried about 12 different tapes and I ended up on this luminous yellow like floor tape. <laughs> That fucking <laughs> stuck to me like glue in it. <laughs> and I had to put that over the six inch hole. And then I just walked around with this musky smell and a fucking solid side from the duct tape. It was, ah. Uh, Mate, like a fucking homeless tramp or something. Yeah, Monday was a fucking <laughs> bad day, man. <laughs> One second, dude, I've just got to go turn my heating off. Okay, man. Because it's been an hour and it's not getting no more than that. <laughs> you fucking. I'm leaving that in, you fucking. <laughs> sweet that's mental man I can't believe that yeah actually I can believe it because it's you but (laughs) 
<laughs> it's never happened to me before, ever. Even, but it, all, I, I blame Charlotte, but she obviously didn't want to accept the blame for that. But why would I check that two of my suits are piled up on top of each I did I wouldn't check in it. I just grabbed it in the morning and went out. Grab it, yeah. That's what I would do. We've completely gone off on a tangent from the, the actual thing that she was asking. Um, I've oh, yeah, had fuck. many... Uh, I've slept with many people I work with and it is never, ever a bad, <laughs> a good idea. Um, I think... I think, if anything... It happened, so you can't. There's nothing you can do about that. But I think, yeah, I think you should stop it. I think if he was single, it, you could get away with it, even though you are like his senior. But I think be- because he's with someone, and did I say she worked there as well? Yeah, and she works there as well. That's ridiculously fucking awkward. And if he's quite happy to, um, he's obviously not bothered by it. I think that says more about his current is. Uh, character than it his moral compass, yeah, is yeah, yeah. That he's quite drink. happy just to send you his knob, like all the time. But that's a bit a little you, bit. He's not happy with her. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that amount of. That's dick what pics. I mean. Like, I I send dick pics, but um, how many angles? Like, you don't send twelve angles, do you? It depends on what I'm doing. Depends if it's a good <laughs> angle. Sometimes I just look at it and I'm like. Uh, yeah, I like that. I'll take a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> you got self love, never Jamie, to look on your media on your phone, Dan. Oh, yeah, never, <laughs> never, never, ever, ever. I had to buy more storage on my Google account. <laughs> oh, mother of God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I said, I think that says more about him, that if he's not happy with the woman at the office, then he should just break up and then it doesn't matter. But the fact that it happened and you're the only one that feels bad about it, shows yeah you are a good person whether you helped it, you know mm-hmm. do what you did you know I mean? things happen when you're drunk things happen no. like they do Dan they no, do I hate that excuse if it was going to happen it would have going to happen anyway the, the alcohol just made it so you were you less yeah, gave a it shit brought, it broke down barriers but yeah. that is almost the sim- same situation to what I was. I was in a worse situation because I worked with the brother of uh, Joanne. Oh, yeah, we told about the story about... Yeah, so um, if... When you met she Charlotte. should really already know my answer. Like, I I <laughs> stuck with Charlotte because um, me and Charlotte were right together. Yeah. But Charlotte wasn't doing what this guy's doing. This guy's actively just looking for a bit of fun on the side. If he has no ambitions of splitting up with the other girl, which by the looks of it, he doesn't. Right. He's just looking for an easy an easy side thing. And yeah, yeah. to him, it would probably be a bit exciting that he's with an older woman because I would have been very excited at 26 to be getting get with an older woman. So just uh, treat it as it is. It was a situation that happened. Nip it in the bud. Tell him that you can't continue to do that. And if he gets weird about it, then you have to pull yeah, rank. How can he get weird about it though? Because he's, you've got all the power at the minute because he's the one that's in the bigger shit. You know yeah. what I mean? If he flips out about it, you just go fucking tell her. It's it's <laughs> what he cares about at the end of the day, isn't it? It's what he cares yeah, yeah. about. He but, might, he might try and like try and blackmail because he thinks that her, your seniority, your, your seniority is a seniority. That word, yeah. yeah, in the job means something, but at the end of the day, 
it happened outside of work hours, so it means fuck all. So don't even worry about that. I don't think he would. I think he's just. I like, think he'll go like back he to his he's box. Excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'll just be like, "All right then," which then shows you even more how much he thought about you, which is not a nasty yeah. thing to say. But yeah, I mean, you think is he? To him, it's a casual encounter way, that he's trying to continue. Yeah. Exactly. He's not interested in anything else. Just the fact that it happened, and he's like, oh, "I want to try again." Mm. So, um, yeah, I'd uh, I'd give it up. 100%. Unless it was like, unless it was like, ground shakingly like thunder rattling the windows, good sex. <laughs> okay. I won't worry about it. <laughs> but um, I've like I think it's all good anyway. Like, like if you do it once, then it's it's done. But if you keep doing it, like we've said before, like you always get feelings, Eventually. and whether. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like you said, you found him attractive and stuff like that. So, do you really want to get deeper in it and then see him with her on like lunch breaks and stuff like that? Yeah, you know I mean? it'll be it will hurt. Like the only person that won't be hurting at the time, as I said with um, that previous question before we've had in the past, is the only person that's not getting hurt is the person that's playing both sides. Yeah, for sure. I said to you before, didn't I, when I um was working at the airport the reason i left was because i slept with someone there mm. and then she decided to fucking get with someone, do else. someone else at work yeah in front of me i couldn't physically be there anymore so um no well Stop it, i me. previously got myself in so many situations where everything started off casual with me i was always like oh this will last a couple of weeks and then i'll move on to the next person then i'm like go full-blown feeling psychopathic six months relationship and then I'll end up getting bored and moving on do you know what I mean so you do catch feelings you'll be thinking that you haven't got it but you do catch feelings so nip it in the bud before it gets there innit yeah and if you're done with him you've always got our email address and I'm single <laughs> I knew he was gonna say something when I saw the tone of the email. I was like, he's gonna fucking say something. And I do wash my balls. That was a thing for the. I mean, I've got to be. I'm gonna have to check the speak- emails now, making sure you're not sending balls pics to this fucking woman. <laughs> what to show that they're clean? <laughs> Just like holding a baby wipe to it, like. Yeah, I'm about to, to- you like that you like what you see (laughs) (laughs) like speaking to people on like dating sites you'd be shocked at how many of them when I say like oh about bad dates and they'd be like oh they turned up and they were stinking I'm like are you fucking serious like this is the first time you're going to go and meet someone whether it's a coffee or anything and you're not going to bother fucking having a shower you'd at least shower I think there's common decency to fucking shower before you go and meet a new person I fucking I shower in deodorant and then before I'm leaving leaving the house I'm like sniffing my armpits and like stuff like that I'm like yeah yeah everything's good obviously I can't sniff my nuts otherwise I wouldn't need anyone else would I <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> doing full on yoga crutching myself aside but yeah no I think you'd feel better if uh, you just gave it up I can't think of any time where it was a good situation unless like Jamie's where you ended up marrying the person mm. yeah, and I, mean, I feel as though like with Charlotte from the beginning I've always felt that connection 
like when we first got together. So it was like, you know when you know. I feel you. You two are uncomfortably like, like identical. <laughs> yeah, and that's why Sarah, her friend, kept trying to fix us up before we'd even like got before I'd got with into the situation I was in and stuff. Like she was initially trying to get us together. Like your your stories of like when you're both drunk and that is almost like you've just like separated yourself and it's two Jamies going out drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, I know she ain't gonna listen to this, so I'm gonna say it. Yeah, um, she's worse than me. I think I think she is worse than me when I'm out drinking. <laughs> she she's a like, bit. I, more I like... can I can stay like at a good level where I'm not too like. Um, Screaming at people, Charlotte gets screamy, like shouty and screamy. Yeah, I don't does, know what yeah. it's all about. You you go like placid. Yeah, like, I, I turn it, like I, in fact, I become more mellow than I am when I'm sober. You do, yeah. You're just sort of like almost retarded. <laughs> 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 like you just sit there, like you're like been smoking weed for a solid like twelve hours. Yeah. And then, yeah, I and think then that's the best way for me Charlotte to go because I've got so much a... anger built up inside me, Dan. Can you imagine if I let myself off like a powder keg? <laughs> yeah, you're I would like fucking Charlotte. kill that's people. That's what I mean. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Charlotte's the other side of you. That's what it is. The other day on our meal, Charlotte had a free drink. She was pissed. And um, she went from loving me at the beginning to telling me that I nap too much, even though I don't nap anymore, yeah. <laughs> To then <laughs> telling me that she's upset about this, this and that that's happened like with her family and stuff like that, which I won't go into. And then she went back to loving me again. And then by the time we get home, she's horny. Yeah. And then I gave her a magnum and then she went to sleep. And it, I was like, okay, so that's why not that done. You <laughs> give her <laughs> your magnum, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> you'd say about that's my to, turn for to, sex uh, isn't it I'll just give her the magnum <laughs> I'm trying to fucking hit on listeners and you're like give her another magnum <laughs> in that tone <laughs> I'll give her it Charlotte mm. <laughs> just walk out full leather outfit in it <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's got she, the image I went of like from... Terminator. I don't know why. And he's like, "Give me your boots <laughs> on your motorcycle." <laughs> I just, I just leave the room and be like, "I'll be back." <laughs> no, he won't because she's a fucking sleep. <laughs> and then when I come back, she's sleeping. Yeah. Oh man, it was like I went. I was like three drinks. I've not even fucking halfway drunk, and she's pissed. <laughs> telling me all, she, it went through like the different personalities with Charlotte before we got there and I was just like bruh <laughs> I enjoy it. I watched I watched the basketball and went to bed that's what I did <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> brilliant oh right so move on to our next listener so this where is did, a previous where did listener. we leave it off with that with that one, what did we agree that what did she you name her name was? Nip it in the bud, Clarissa. Clarissa, yeah. <laughs> Clarissa, we yeah, think so that you should nip it in the bud. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. Yeah, know, Clarissa yeah, sounds right, give like it a up. sexy name to me. Clarissa, I don't know. It always reminds me of that Nickelodeon show. Uh, Clarissa knows it all. Is there? A, oh god. Yeah. Is it a kid show? That, I don't know. 
it was um i'm pretty sure it was sabrina the teenage witch it was that show before she did that it was a show she did what was her name melissa something was it yeah melissa? she ended up doing that something in joe in it yeah the latest thing she did. yeah yeah she was in that um yeah, Clarissa. I don't know. I've but my names with me. If they're easier to say, I like them better. Like Clarissa sounds quite clunky when you say it. Do you not think, Clar- Clarissa? I just I can imagine just someone coming out in lingerie when I think of Clarissa, and it just walking towards me. I'm just like, oh <laughs> That's yeah. That's your stripper name then. <laughs> oh yeah, Clarissa. Oh yeah. <laughs> Funny. Right, so this is a, a previous um, listener. <laughs> Sorry, my contact lens is bugging me because it's been in for too long. Um, so he emailed in... Was this Brian's episode? Don't know. No. Don't, no, I, know. I think it was before that. Yeah. See, um, he emailed in um, saying that... Yeah, it was before that. Saying that his mate's ex was coming to the club and was like flirting with him and that and he wasn't sure whether to sleep with her or leave it alone and we suggested that he spoke to the mate mm. and um, if the mate was okay with it then I don't see why not but always to check with him first just to make sure because I said to you that was the episode I said to you if I said to you I'd met up with your ex and you were like no I'm like well, I've done it anyway <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so um so he starts he says i followed your advice and lucky i did i think we need a board up somewhere that's like ticking how many people say that our advice was good at the minute i I think it's like six out of six replies isn't it surely well when i'm having a bad day i'll just look at the board and be like yeah i'm I'm not a complete fucking idiot and loser i'll just be like who the fuck is dear deirdre because uh we're out here (laughs) fucking saving lives to be honest Two men, no hope. See it in the papers soon. Um, And he said, I found out just today that she was carrying them with another guy from the group as well. And she also sent her ex, my friend, a video of them two together. So it was all just a ploy from a crazy bitch trying to make him jealous. I'm so glad I wrote in in time and I seriously considered getting with her. But we stopped that. Save some lives there. Save some lives. Uh, safe to say the woman has been shunned from the friendship group and we don't and we didn't let her get between us at all which is good because you shouldn't friends are friends I'll tell you what yeah six years said it to you earlier Dan six years and this crazy fucking bitch yeah is still trying to get this guy jealous six years later she's mentally ill she's got to be mentally ill (laughs) like there's there's got to be some serious issues going on there because I've got mental health issues, but that that is like serious mental health issues. Six years. I don't even know it's people like that. for six years. No, after I've been in that, and out like, of my life in that time. If you don't text me in like a couple of days, then that's. I mean, my brain. Unless it's me, on. Dan. Me and you used to go six months without talking to each other. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I remember that guy. <laughs> um. So he says, I saw you guys enjoyed Edinburgh and the comedy club. Have you guys ever considered doing stand-up? Or if the show was to gain huge following, uh, was, you mean when, when is going to gain huge following, would you do stage shows? 
I actually considered doing stand up. Um, it might have been the second time I went to Canada because I was like, oh, I could do an open mic there. But I, uh, I don't think I could. Do, I, they say that when a lot of the stand up people say they've got like uh, low self esteem, they do yeah. it because they need the attention to. But if I got up there and the fucking room was quiet, I would look like a fucking tomato. I'd just be bright red and I couldn't function. That'd be me yeah. dead. Yeah. I would just flatline. 100%. But I think if me and you did it together, I think it'd be right. Yeah. Like, I would love the idea of being able to go up there and bust jokes and be a stand-up comedian in the way that... Because, like, when I listen to a lot of other podcasts with stand-up comedians as the hosts, the way they talk about themselves and how detriment they are towards themselves is exactly what I'm like. So mm. I relate to that so much, but I just, I don't think I would have the, in me, to, if like the room died on me, like if you remember when we was in Edinburgh, the room started dying on that uh, girl, the middle act, the room oh, started yeah. dying on her and she pulled it back and got people mm. laughing again. I'd, I would have walked off. I don't, I don't know what I would have done at that point when people were just like, no, it's not funny. Yeah. But I think if we were both on there together, if we did like a stage show together, if this if it does take off, which a lot of podcasts do, they tour and do stage shows, um, I think I, me and you would have like a bit more of a structure to it and we'd bounce off each other. So if one of us was dying, That's the other the one thing, would pick it up. Yeah, for sure. That's what you we become like a double act, like when... doesn't you? Yeah, like, was it something in Teller? Uh, what's the other one? Keys, key and yeah, key Peel. and Peel. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I because I listen to um, off menu with um, mm. Acaster, Ed Gamble and, and he was James saying, Acaster, James Acaster, yeah, and he was saying in one of the episodes about how long it took him to write his material, and I think to myself, we don't do that. Like I wouldn't even know where to start to make a joke like what we do although sometimes like it could be a bit flat we do it all as we're doing it i, I yeah. couldn't imagine sitting down and and writing something that i thought was funny because then when i say it out loud like you heard me when i'm reading right yeah exactly <laughs> if i'm That's exactly the problem reading the joke it, <laughs> yeah if i read the joke out they'd be like he doesn't believe in his words mm you know what yeah. I mean? But when me and you sit here and talk shit and stuff like that, it's just you're just basically throwing shit and seeing what sticks. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what improv is, isn't it? And like, I listened to um, Paul Chowry's podcast this week, and he I, I listened to literally their first ep- his first episode, and he has Russell Howard on as his first guest. Do you know that blonde comedian with the cocky eye? The cock oh, eye. I don't like him. I yeah. thought he was Ron. Is it Russell? Russell Brand. No, yeah. Ron Howard. Someone not, else. Not Russell it? Brand. Russell Howard. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan, to be honest. I think he's a. Big... Yeah, I'm. I'm not really a big fan either. But obviously, he's been successful as a comedian, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they were talking about like doing uh, stand-up comedy rooms and stuff. And uh, he literally does what we do. He writes down a few sentences or a few prompt words to what he thinks would be funny, then goes up and improvs the entire thing, and it, that works for him. He says he can't write. Like, 
in and out like what other comedians do so it's mm. a big mixture like the main thing that i dislike about stand-up comedy is when you go to like the lower end gigs like the fringe festival and stuff where they're doing like the com- comedians coming through there's always some cunt with a guitar that wants to sing you like a funny song and i just oh see i like I hate funny it, songs I hate it. Like I love Bill Bailey. His songs are amazing, and yeah, but Bill Bailey's like, good uh, at it. He, he's one of the only ones that are good at it. <laughs> Who's that? The fella that's doing the new Matilda. He's a singing comedian, isn't he? Um, Munch- Minchkin, Munchkin. Oh, Tim Minchkin. Minchkin, that's it. He's also funny though, just doing stand-up though, isn't he? Because I've seen him at the Apollo, and he's he's quite funny. Some just key, uh, comedians they have nights where you go and they test new material on you. I can't remember what those nights are called, but you... Yeah, uh, uh, work in progress night. So I did that. I went to Mickey Flanagan. Me and Charlotte, uh, Shark from one of my birthdays, Shark bought me a Mickey Flanagan uh, work in progress night at Leicester Square Theatre. And uh, mm. he was testing out like his latest stuff. Um, which come out a year after, obviously, on his main stage. So you see what he kept in and what he didn't. And um, it was really good. And it's a really small room as well. It was probably as small as the room we were in, in Edinburgh. Yeah, see, I don't mind doing stuff like that. But yeah, I just think, I, don't, I was never very good at like public speaking, which you'll, or drama, which you'll find out later because of what I've got planned for us. But... Um, I don't know. I would struggle I with the writing like a... side as well because I don't know yeah. whether what I would write down what I would think it's funny, but I don't know whether other people would. I think it's easy with like me and you doing this because I know riff. what makes you laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Whereas... if I go sexual, I can get you going. <laughs> I know. I know. To, I was telling people at work as well that the game I'm doing later is just the whole point in it is for you to just go, Dan. Damn, oh no is I've it uh, am i can't I know I've gone too. i know i've gone too far <laughs> i know i've gone too far if you just go dan <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just my whole goal for this whole podcast this could be I've the jimmy savile game all over again <laughs> what what jimmy savile game <laughs> but um yeah so it would never be a definite no and obviously, if yeah, the podcast, fingers crossed, when it gets big, we were asked to do some sort of live thing. I would definitely do it, whether 100%. it be any good. Yeah, um, is another thing, but I'd be happy to do it. But if the listeners are obviously going to be the ones that turn up, and they wouldn't be listeners if they didn't find us funny. Exactly, they'll know the audience. Logistically, obviously, we're not at that stage yet where we'd even be able to figure out where it happened and when. But it's no. a good. It would be. It would be a love. It would be a good thing to build up to. I think definitely. Yeah, I would. I would love to do it. Obviously, it'd be a fucking experience of a lifetime, wouldn't it? Mm. If it went well, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest nightmare. If it was shit, we just wouldn't speak again, innit? it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's your fucking fault. Yeah, because I was. Um, which I was listening to uh, the episode with Richard E. Grant on that off menu and he asked Acast and that is it difficult being friends and working together and they said oh they're more friends together they only do the podcast they don't do anything else together whereas me and you 
I think it would be a lot different if when we work together on this, it would be this and it would be mates as well. Like yeah. 24 seven. I think, <sighs> I think what the thing that we're doing well at the minute balancing is me and you have our own private conversations that aren't just this. If we were to just end up just doing this, then the friendship's falling, losing to the podcast, if you know what I mean. But me and you would still talk to each other normally anyway. I think it would still work because we live miles away from each other. So when we're not doing this, we'd be doing separate things anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the the key in it. Because mm. I'm not moving back down there and obviously you're not moving up here. So no. I thought about that before. I was like, how would we even fucking do it? Like, would we have to get a studio, like, in the middle? And then, like... Travel up once a week. And... Yeah, or yeah. Travel down once a week. And record... God knows how many episodes, and then fuck off and... Oh, It'll be like what Brian does, where he was saying that he does six episodes in one sitting or something, and then... We'd have to... For that to, for you to try and keep that going, you'd have to have guests on all the time and stuff, so you have new like energy in the room because I would not be able to record for six hours straight and still have something to say to you I'll just be like by the end of it <laughs> yeah. yeah he said the same though didn't he he's like just kill me now yeah but um yeah so you know if you want to see us do stand up I'm sure one day it will happen as long as this keeps going <laughs> I'll go back to cutting meat and being miserable all the fucking time um, so he says he also knows Jamie's love for basketball he says the London team would be worth to go and watch for you both next time you're together I have seen them a few times they're entertaining I'm not a massive uh, basketball fan I'm more of a hockey guy uh, you want to put me in a hockey game I'll quite happily go and watch that yeah, we've, we've been to see honest. hockey together before, haven't we? And it was good. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I wouldn't, never I wouldn't ending... drag Dan away for a three-hour game <laughs> that he's not going to enjoy. <laughs> Unless I'm getting drunk, then I'll quite happily sit there. But yeah, it's that um, there might be a bro- there might be a fight that keeps me going. Um, it's why I never could get into football. I tried rugby um, because I'm in Scotland. It's all right. I, I don't really understand the rules. <laughs> <laughs> really I don't do sports. Um, hockey to me just seems like if you've got a stick in your hand, you can whack someone with it. That's fine with me. Um, so he says, my work has started a new thing where they uh, put in a suggestion box as the morale. Oh, I hate this. The, the suggestion box that people do at work never works. It never. They do it because they make you feel like you've got a say, but it's horseshit. That, mm. it doesn't go anywhere you're just writing a piece of paper for the fucking sake of it because um, morale's at an all time low and as you can imagine it's been absolutely brutally raped and he's given some suggestions of what's been put in the suggestion box so it says management to suck a dick daily which is my <laughs> personal favourite <laughs> blow the place up monthly cocaine and hooker day all management <laughs> should quit grab the boss lady by the pussy which is on so many levels wrong but it's also funny as well um can you think of any egregious comments i could throw in there this stumped me because normally i've got loads of fire away but i think all the good ones have taken drugs hookers and fire 100 percent, yeah i think as you said like 
Do you remember the when we used to do have to do them fucking talk back things for co-op? Every company does that. The, yeah, the yearly... and I've got a very similar thing now, and it's called what is it called? Don't matter what's called. It's called it's it's basically the same bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But then it means absolutely fuck all. And now now we have to do monthly meetings on the questions that were answered. But then because last year there was more contractors than there were full-time staff in my area. My area didn't get an official score. So we're doing it off of the whole fucking site score. So we're just answering questions on something that has no relevance to us at all. It's just complete and utter bullshit. Any feedback thing like that is absolute bullshit because nothing happens. No. They couldn't give a fuck. No company gives a fuck about the dogs at all. Everything they do is to make you feel... Like we kept going on strike when I first started work at the at the factory that we kept going on strike. So they made us because we haven't got a union. Um, apparently they took the union away because the guy that used to come in was taking money from big bosses in the factory to keep us happy. So he wasn't doing yeah yeah. So they stopped. It's it. like bribes. So yeah, basically yeah. So um, we now have what we call a workers' council to stop us from striking, but we couldn't even get a new lock put on the bathroom door. Ugh. They still wouldn't. Have it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, we have a screw fix across the road. You could buy a lock for two quid. They wouldn't do it. So um, and what makes things worse now is that so we're getting a lot of um, they're they're I say buying like they're some sort of fucking. They're bringing in a lot of like Filipinos and Africans to work in the factory because it's such a shit place to work. <laughs> no one wants to fucking work there. So they brought in, and because obviously we, we've realised the council thing is complete garbage. So who's the head of our council now? Some Filipino guy I've never even spoke to. He just looks at you and smiles. I remember you saying that he has like a different colour hat or something. Yeah, green hat. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. But can you, how, how, um, you know why? Disrespectful is that? Because he'll you know just why? say yes. Yeah, he's a yes man. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he'll like he is the creepiest fucking guy. Like you look at him, and he's just and I don't know how he does it, but whenever you look at him, he's looking at you. He knows. Yeah, because that you're Dan, at you know why, don't you? Because he is he's a Malaysian serial killer. He has killed hundreds of street kids grin. in Malaysia. The biggest grin on his face, and I'm just yeah. like, and I get into the car, and Scott works on the other line. And he's like, that fucking guy was staring at me. And I was like, but he was staring at me as well. How the fuck is he looking at you and then looking at me? (laughs) (laughs) He he is. No, the film Smile. That's him, isn't it? Yeah, that is him. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, he's just just like you're completely imagining. Everyone imagines it that every time they look at him, he's looking at them smiling. Little creep. Creepy fucking guy. But that's why, yeah, because next year when we get up, because we got suckered into a two year fucking pay rise hold because yet again they had some guy that didn't know what he was that's doing that's what they're trying to put through in my place at the minute what like a two year deal thing or a, yeah never do it never take a two year always do one year because they're saving money the next year how much money mm. do you think my factory is saving now we're in a fucking crisis and we're stuck at 7% that they gave us last year ridiculous 7% is good joke. to be fair for last year hmm we don't it's get thirteen percent now with inflation. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking garbage, isn't it? 
people are like, what the fuck are they talking about right now? I can imagine that's going through some people's heads, so we apologise. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how we got there. How did we get there? Uh, suggestion boxes. Oh, suggestion boxes. I remember working in co-op, and when I was a manager, you had to pretend to all the people that work for you, this is amazing. This is the new thing that's going to happen for you. Rah, 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 rah. You can do this. You can do that. You have to pretend to these people, even though you knew it's complete bullshit. You have to sell it to the people that work for you. So then yeah. that's what I did. I remember putting up this fucking suggestion box, which took up half of my thing. So every, every time we walked a cage <laughs> by it, the cage would knock the suggestion box on the floor. And it used to piss me <laughs> off, innit? Uh, <laughs> and... I had it that suggestion box up for nine months, I think it was, and the only suggestion in it was, "Can we get some fresh milk daily?" And that was the fucking <laughs> only suggestion in nine months. So either my staff are really happy, or no one gave a shit about the box. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's metal. That pretty much sums up how much these things matter. So, yeah. Suggestions to of funny things to put in it. You could like test the water to see if anyone's reading it and put like a, a name of someone and be like, Oh, Bob smells like shit. Can you tell him to have a shower and see if someone actually comes down and was like, Um, your name was coming to the suggestion box and uh, you smell like shit. Can you please have a shower? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about BO at work. <laughs> uh, Ask for crazy so- stuff. Yeah, like I what I would do would be like, I'm watching you. Because that will freak whoever it is out. (laughs) I don't know. I think... I always worry about shit like that because... You know, like like we said before about those those yearly things. They know that it's you because they go to you. How long have you worked here? What's your nationality? What section do you work in? Blah, 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 blah. What section do you work in? How old are you? I, um... On the last one, because I was still a contractor at the time, they were like, "Oh, you don't have to put your names on it." Yeah, I just put my name at the top of it because I thought yeah, you so fucking you, know you were like, I, anyway, love so it. It I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I just put my name at the top, and they was like, "Jamie, you don't have to put your name." I was like, "Well, it's on there now. I'm not rewriting it, so just fucking send it down there." And then what happened? I was, and then when we were in the last meeting, he was like, "Oh, we haven't had a score for our section because there wasn't enough of us." I said, yeah, but you made the contractors fill out a paper one. What's happened with all the paper ones? He was like... We lost them. Um, <laughs> we, I don't know what's happened with the paper ones. I was like, yeah, because they don't... Do you know what's happened? I've put it in that thing in HR, and then HR took that away and put it in the fucking bin. I said, there's no, it yeah. didn't matter. They don't yeah. listen to you, man. No one cares. Get, get, Take a bit of piece of paper and then like smear like a chocolate bar in the middle of it and then put that in the selection... <laughs> in the, <laughs> So all the other suggestions stick to it, like someone's taking a shit. <laughs> Just right at the top of the I'd bit be the of paper, sort of, dirty protest, isn't it? like it's a prison cell. I would be the sort of guy that takes out and like goes like, this can't be shit, and like sniffs it. <laughs> like, what is that? Wait, that can't be right. All I remember is the conversation with my area manager when we all had to bring our boxes to the management meeting. Yeah. So I brought it down. I didn't know what was in it. Obviously, paper's light. So I'm thinking yeah. there's got to be at least five or six in here. Yeah. Nine months later, 
we're all sitting in the management meeting. Everyone's got their box in front of them for the whole hour. Then he's like, right, now time to see our team engagement. And I was like, okay. So then we went through all of our engagements with our I've teams. This, I've got this. <laughs> and then he gave us the lock, uh, the the lock, the key to open the locks. So everyone opened their locks, and I, I would say probably about half of the room had nothing in them. And then some per <laughs> one one little pussy I had like fucking ten, because obviously everyone loves him in his fucking in his yeah. shop and all this stuff. And then I think he was writing them himself, putting them in there to be honest. <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like Charlotte had like three or four because obviously she was managing another store and everyone loved Charlotte in her store as well so she got a fucking bundle in there and then I got one please replace milk daily and that was it I was like what do you want me to do with that I was like there's nothing I can bring back to the fucking shop with that is there <laughs> just do as it says Jay replace the milk <laughs> and that's what I did I bought instead of buying a two pint milk I would buy a one pint milk and just replace it every day I was going to say, like, who, how much fucking milk is someone going through to replace it every single I day? I found out it was my baker at the time. She was a Franken woman. She fucking drank more tea than you'd ever know. Oh, really? Yeah. That's metal. But she did the weird American thing in it where they fucking microwave their tea instead of kettle oh, in it. Oh, don't. Yeah. There's an amazing video on TikTok of a woman that's like, I'm going to give my British boyfriend a cup of tea. And... Yeah, she uses cold water... Yeah, and then does the whole and then oh that's fucking mate. and then microwaves it like a fucking the, do you know who do that dirtiest. people that are fucking backwards Dan because like <laughs> you don't like we're from Britain isn't it we know how to make a cup of tea just follow what we do you don't yeah. ask like you don't make Chinese noodles without consulting a Chinese person do you it's the same thing when I was so I'm going to go give you a sub story my dad left when I was younger <laughs> anyway when he came back <laughs> When he came back, it was almost like a test. So, like, he was like, you got to go make me a cup of tea because he's a tosser. So I had to go make him a cup of tea and he, like, drunk it. He was like, yeah, it's not bad. And I was like, is that, that is it. You disappear for fucking five years and I've got to make you a cup of tea to see if I've been brought up right. What the that's fuck? A, that's an, Engli- that's an, English, uh, yeah. an English thing right there. He tested, he tested your tea making skills. Considering he's like an old school fucking slaphead. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, fucking hell but yeah yeah I always remember that I used to hate it as well go make me a cup of tea and I'm like I don't want to make you a fucking cup of tea like why have I got to make you a cup of tea That's I've gone through like... I've gotten through life to this point in my life 31 years of age telling everyone in, in work that I cannot make tea and I cannot make coffee <laughs> and that I'm incapable of doing it and every time I do it everyone hates it and then when I've actually been forced to do it, I'm deliberately make it so bad that they'll never ask me again. So it's just been one of them times where, like, at home, I can make a perfectly nice cup of tea in it, but I don't tell no one. No one it's finds different out. for the people, though. Like, when I first started drinking tea, why are we talking about fucking tea? When I first started <laughs> drinking tea, I used to have it really milky, like, to the point where there was no tea in it. And then as I got older, everything gradually gets less, like, the sugar gets less. When I went to a school trip when I was younger who the fuck gives you know 12 year old kids cups of tea but they did and I used to drown it in sugar and then I used to drink the tea and then spoon the sugar out that was like hot and milky <laughs> and like eat fuck it you, what the spoon. Fuck? that's how much sugar is in the bottom of that tea yeah but um English people in their tea when English I went to, as a good tea. story that ties in with tea when the first time I ever went to Canada 
Um, Jim, it was like the first night, I was fucking tired as fuck. Jim took me to meet his mates, and we were in this bar, and I was sitting there, and they brought over shots, and I was like, oh no, I don't do shots. And they were rowling up, and I'm like, I don't do shots. I'm, and I'm tired, you know what I'm like when I'm tired. They love shots do over shots. there, don't they? Yeah. So the, I gave it to someone else, and then all of a sudden, the barman brought over a cup of tea, and I was like, that I will have. <laughs> I sat there in this bar in front of all of them with a cup you of tea. You just become a cliche in front of <laughs> yeah. everyone. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the shots, but I'll take a cup of tea and I'll put the milk in and everything. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Thanks very much. Cheered me right up. <laughs> in the days that I used to get bored and go on to like um, Chat Roulette and Amigo and stuff like that, and I'd be chatting to random Americans. As soon as they heard my accent, yeah, it'd be like, oh, tea and crumpets, tea and crumpets. I'd be like, mate, Firstly, I like both of them, yeah? <laughs> I was going to say, I fucking love crumpets. <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, no one speaks like the Queen other than the fucking royal family, do you know what I mean? Like, we all have, like, totally different accents, but except if you're they, that's just how they hear us, isn't it? And then when you hear an English person on American TV, it's so off-putting. It is so mm-hmm. off-putting. I'm just like, how have they found the most British person in the fucking world to play that part? They couldn't get like a scouser. And then when they, do you know when I was watching um, Wrexham FC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wrexham FC is obviously the team that's been bought by uh, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney from Always in uh, Philadelphia, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They bought Wrexham FC, which is in North Wales. But these people sound English. Yeah. And it's a Disney Plus show, like documentary about how they how they go through everything and how they do in the league and all this stuff. And um, every time, one their uh, main um, shooter, the their main forward guy, striker, is Paul Mullen, who's a scouser. And every time he comes on the fucking screen, in it they put subtitles on him. <laughs> I love it when they do that. <laughs> and I'm like, I can understand what you're saying. Surely the Americans can understand what you're saying. But then I think about it and people don't understand my dad. And my dad's been living in England for 30 years and they still don't understand what he's saying. So Some people are quite bad with accents. I, in a way, are quite good. But I, I, could, I can hear them, but if someone went to me, where do you think he's from? I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? That's a completely different ball game. See, I've discovered recently that I can tell because I've started. There's a quite a lot of the new engineering stuff that come into my work are Romanian, mm-hmm. and I can tell a Romanian accent off from nowhere. Yeah, I see, like yeah. I can do that. There's um, a um... po- Polish and uh, like Lithuanian stuff. I can't really tell the difference, but uh, Romanian, I can really tell the difference. We've gone way off fucking key here. We have, yeah. I don't even know how you got to this point. <laughs> One of the games I had for the game show, I saw another podcast. I'm not going to plug that podcast again. And um, is I've I've taken some scripts from movies and I've altered it all, so it says Dan and Jamie, and I've changed so it doesn't know if it's a woman or anything like that. And we've got a table read it basically, and. You've got to try and figure out what film I've taken it from. 
so you can see how bad our uh, high school drama was. <laughs> um, from how the fuck do you find a script? By the way, you just Google it. Just Google it. Was, it's there. Some of them are easier. Yeah, some of them are easier than others, um, and some of them are pain in the fucking ass. Like um, one of them. It's, so it depends what format it's in, right? So like, I just copied and I pasted it into something else. And sometimes it's all nicely cut up and everything. And it takes me two seconds to change everyone's names. And one of them was a lot longer. The scene I was thinking of was a lot longer than I thought it was. And it just copied it in block text. So I had to break the whole fucking thing up. It took me like 25 minutes to break the whole thing up. It did my nothing. <laughs> so I'm hoping that I broke it up properly... Because then when you start changing people's names, it throws mm. you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so, so then you get where so things start. Yeah, so I hope you haven't got any lines that are supposed to be my lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll soon some... find out. So we'll do it this way. Pick from... I've got five scripts. Pick one to five. And we'll start with that one. Uh, let's go three. Are you reading the script? Does it start with I got fired? I got fired again, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <coughs> That's my line, yeah? Okay. So if you see someone else's name, that should be my name just to throw you off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Unless it's Arnie, that's that's part of the thing. Because I noticed yeah, like your Harry, yeah, should be Dan. Right, okay. So I'll set the scene. So the place is a mess. Wallpapers peeing off the walls. The carpet is threadbare and filthy. In the corner we see a miniature worm farm and a large terrarium filled with dirt and worms. Here are a couple pieces of haggard furniture and stuff and stuffing spilling out all over gashes. Out of the gashes. I didn't change that, that's just terrible writing. I got fired again. <laughs> I, I like don't mean to be harsh, Dan. But let's face it, you are a pathetic loser. No offence. <laughs> None taken. Were you sure can too? Of course not. I quit. Why'd you quit? I, I had the hunch. Uh, I had a hunch, Dan. <laughs> was going to fire me. No, that was supposed to be Arnie. All right, Sorry, I had a hunch Arnie was going to fire me. <laughs> Why didn't you wait and see if your suspicions were well-founded? Winners control their own den- uh, destiny, uh, Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not me altering that, that's the script. <laughs> uh, Jamie fetches a couple beers from the fridge and throws one to him. You know, the thing that really chaps my ass is that I spend my life savings turning the van into a poodle. The alarm alone cost me 200 Big deal. That car's an old bum anyway. What are you talking about? It's only six years old. That's 42 in dog years. <laughs> Sorry, I keep thinking of the scene. It makes me laugh. <laughs> I know what film uh, They open their... Bi- the what? I think I know what film this What did you say? Huh? Do you want to say it now or do you want to keep going? Well, I'll keep going just in case. Just because... They open wrong. their beers and drink simultaneously as in this podcast. Then Dan notices the briefcase. What's with the briefcase? It's a love memento. Huh? It's a love memento. 
That's oh shit! Uh, <laughs> I thought you were saying her as a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> the most beautiful woman alive. Her name is Mary. I drove her to the airport. Sparks flew. Emotions ran high. Breast heaved. She left. <laughs> she left this case of the terminal when I flew, and flew to Aspen and out of my life. End of story. Well, what's in it? Do you really expect me to go snooping around someone else's private property, Dan? Well, why not? Because it's fucking locked, mate. <laughs> they take another sip of their beers. Suddenly, we hear a loud knock at the door. Petey the parakeet starts to squawk. The guys look at each other alarmed. Then Dan tiptoes to the peephole. Um, Dan, POV, a distorted-looking J.P. Shaney and Joe Mental are standing at the door. Friend or foe? We don't have any friends. Dan is still squinting at the peephole. I can't recognise them. Could be student loan thugs again. Or the IRS. Maybe someone pissed off that the case of the Girl Scout cookies we bounced as check on. Hey, I ordered Miscuit Mint and they turned up with swindlers. They, them little swindlers turned up with peanut butter praline. Well, whoever they are, they took they took it serious. One of them's even wearing plaid. <laughs> That's a whole. <laughs> That's a hostile pattern. I say we bail and don't go down. A, don't go down to unemployment. Jamie grabs the briefcase and. The briefcase and the two of them exit out of the window and down the fire escape. <laughs> See, I'm totally confused. What, what move? This is now. I, at the first, I thought this was Dumber and Dumber. Dumb it is Dumber and Dumber. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it is Dumber and Dumber. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? When, like, obviously, you now, because you've seen the film, you you assume those people's accents and the way they speak. It just throws you off. Yeah, it does. Totally. I thought that was alright. I think, um, I think you were a bit wary of what to, what you were gonna say. I was a bit scared. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I um, let go. I started. What was it? Improving, Dan. I started adding your name in and swearing when I shouldn't just swear. <laughs> That's fine, man. That's absolutely fine. The like, listeners are obviously got to try and figure out what the movie as well. Yeah, I, exactly. I think when you when yeah. I missed out the Dan and you said Harry, or I said Harry, I think that gave it away massively. <laughs> Harry and Lloyd. Right, go on then. Pick another number. Uh, let's go number one. Because this would have been your initial idea. Would it? Oh my! Wait for my tablet to connect in there again. <laughs> yeah, this was my initial idea. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> Don't read ahead because you won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so all you need to know is yours is in red. And and I'm in green. Right. Right, okay. New angle. The ghost smacks Jamie, sending him flying into the freezer. Jamie falls hard, hitting his head and dazing him from the brief moment. Dan attacks the ghost. The ghost is strong and easily punches Dan around. 
Dan is thrown into the feet into the freezer. He's hurt. Jamie gets up and rushes to help Dan. Inside freezer. Suddenly the door locks and is bolted shut. The temperature gauge is broken. The temperature begins to drop. Jamie rushes to the door. Through the window he sees the ghost leave. We got a call for help. Uh, Dan, uh, Jamie holds up the cup and talks into it. Fuck, I cocked it up again. Now you definitely know what it is. <laughs> Hello? Do you read me? Come in. It's useless. They don't work in here. It must be the walls or something. Frost is built up on the window. Icicles hanging off off our heroes. What are we going to do? I'm cold. I can't move. I'm so cold. Can you feel that? So I thought you actually asked me, so I've had too much to drink. Uh, no. <laughs> try, try, try a little harder. Jamie starts rubbing his thigh. Feel that? <laughs> Dan, enjoying it. No, keep rubbing. Jamie starts rubbing harder. <laughs> now, come on. You know I'm, I'm not into that kind of... I'm not ready for that kind of... Jamie, please. It's a matter of life and death. I'm asking you as a friend. Okay, but only as a friend. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jamie makes ready to start rubbing st- uh, Dan's dick. Dan leans back, getting ready to enjoy it. He puts his arms around his head and then realises the whole time that it depends on Jamie believing that he can't move his arms. So he quickly puts them back where they were. Jamie realises what he's done. Jamie is start rubbing Dan's crotch. Dan is coming. Dan explodes. Jamie's eyes are wide as he looks down. He jumps back as the goo flies towards him. Close up, the goo is freezing in midair. What in the Lord's fucking name, Dan? Are you writing fan fiction for us or something? What the fuck is Did you this? not? When I said Cindy, I thought you would get that straight off the bat. It's scary movie no. too. Hey, scary movie too. Scare. I knew it'd have to be one of them type of films. Yeah, it, you completely you know threw me where, off, man. The bit where they yeah, they're in the freezer and he's like, oh, I'm, "I think I'm dying," and she starts <laughs> trying to warm him up. I was like, "That'd be fucking brilliant." <laughs> I can see the tone. That, I can see the tone. That was my that was my favorite one. I didn't even realize that it said in the script, um, Cindy rubs Dan's dick or something. Uh, Buddy, I think his name was Buddy's dick. When I changed it to Dan and Jamie, that just cracked me up. Something chronic. Oh wait, do is it five? Yeah, do five. I wanted to do this one. You'll know this one straight off the bat, but I had to put it in there. I had to. <laughs> right, so you're laying on the sofa and I've just come in through the door. Hey. Hey. Why are you so sweaty? I was watching cops. Uh, you're not supposed to have your feet on the couch. Hey, man. Do you touch my drum set? Nope. <laughs> it's just weird because it seems like someone definitely touched my drum set. Yeah, that is weird, but I didn't touch them. Hey, did you touch my drum set? Oh, so that's then you. Hey, knock it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. 
I know you touched my drumstick because there's a chip in the left one. You fucking crazy man. Then you sound you insane. Do you realise that? You should be medicated. Fuck you, Jamie. I know you touched my drum set. I want to hear your dirty mouth admit it. You're, you get out of my face, I'm going to round kick your ass. <laughs> you swear on your mother's life you didn't touch it. I, I don't swear to shit. That's because you fucking touched my drum set because I know cops doesn't start till four. Where are you going? I'm going upstairs because I'm going to put my nutsack on your drum set. <laughs> Don't you do that. I'm warning you right now. If you touch my drums, I'll stab you in the neck with a knife. If you ever go in my room, I'll go ape shit. You hear me? Hey, well, I don't want to miss a spot. <laughs> That's you again. Oh, John Bonham's playing maybe Dick for real. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God, I warn you, there's one rule in this house and you broke it. I didn't touch your down drunks, <laughs> drunk set, <laughs> drum set. <laughs> I'm pre-diabetic. <laughs> you fucking fucker. I'm going to rub my, I'm going to rub my balls on your mum's face. Come back here, I'll kill you, son of a bitch. Your drum set's a whore. I teabagged your fucking drum set. Well, my drum sets are guys, so that makes you gay, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that was. Isn't it? 100%. If no one knows what that was, it's obviously Step Brothers. <laughs> if you've never seen that I film feel like before, fucking go watch it. That film was fucking brilliant. And that's the scene that everyone knows. I feel like um, Jamie could have given a bit more percentage in that. So if you want to hear us do that again, I think you should send an email in. <laughs> I could have I feel what? like I was giving it. I feel like I was giving it a bit more than you. Fuck off, Dan! I was fucking throwing <laughs> it right in there. I feel as though I was doing well. You got to remember, you read these before. I haven't read them before. Yeah, but I assumed you already knew it. I could have done that without the uh, the script. Oh no way! I've watched too much TV to be able to read the script straight out. <laughs> there was another one, but I think we've gone on for too long now. I think it's uh... the the other one was was Scream. It was going to oh, be right. the phone call between me and oh. you and you were going to be <laughs> yeah, Drew yeah, Barrymore. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I think we're going to call it there. I've run out of beer. And I'm hungry. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So, that was an eventful episode. You found out what Jamie's uh, acting skills are like towards the end, which... Uh, I'll apologise now for before anyone starts sending in complaints <laughs> about my terrible re- script reading skills. <laughs> um, yeah, so suggestion boxes are a waste of time, as everyone knows. Um, so let's just avoid that. If not, do what this workplace has done and just put random shit in it and let people f- laugh at the ideas. Um, another thing um, that I thought was brilliant from this episode was... Uh, an other work romance it's nice to know romance isn't dead (laughs) (laughs) whether we agree with it or not this is our last episode out in it before you come back so while Dan's enjoying his last week of his holiday when this is out um, just remember guys to write in to two men nohope at gmail.com to send us some um, 
questions and content ideas and wish Dan a happy holiday once he's been back and see whether you want to find out what what he got up to while he was over there. I'll pass it over to you, Dan. I want those emails. Emails when I come back. So this week for um, No Hope Has Got Talent, we have um, Sean Graham, who sent in a song, and he sent us a small bio, and it says he's a singer-songwriter from the historical Falls Road in West Belfast, Ireland. Coming on the music scene in 2016, Sean has sold out numerous Irish venues such as the iconic Black Box in Belfast with features on RTE along with the appearance on Cool FM to remote his most acclaimed single to date, Can't Let Go, which is what he sent us today. The track was recorded and produced in Graham's home city of Half Bap Studios and produced by Graham Davison. I should really stop reading these things when I've had too much to drink. In the early days of his career, Sean also had tracks produced by John Rabbit Bundrick, American English keyboardist, best known for his work uh, with The Who and associates with others, including Eric Burdon, Bob Marley, and The Wailers. Um, and he's had, he's got. He sent us also a review of one of his shows. Graham is a sing-songwriter with the writing ability that is superior quality of his age. His stage performance is electrifying an entertainer from head to toe with all the qualities you would expect for a star. I really enjoyed his song. Mm. Thank you for sending it in. We really appreciate it. Uh, we will always link his description and everything below. So this is Sean Graham with Can't Let Go and we'll catch you next week. Heaven is my resting place, will change my
Just move on, but my soul just can't let go. My 